Hare Krishna. Welcome to the fifth episode of AMAM, which is Ask Me Anything Mondays. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Agyanatha Mirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya. Chakshurun Melitam Yenathasmai Shri Gurave Namaha. Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Svayam Rupa Kadamahim Dadatisva Padantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Tamsajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dina Bandho Jagatpate <coughs> Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Haripriye Vanchakalpatarubhyascha kripasindhubhya evacha Patitanam pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namon namaha Nama om Vishnu padaya Krishna prishthaya bhutale Srimate bhakti vedanta swamiti namine Namaste saraswati deve gauravani pracharine Nirvishesha sunyavadi paschatya deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare <coughs> Hare Krishna so welcome to this fifth episode of um, AMAM, Ask Me Anything Mondays. And in this session, in these sessions, we will try to answer your questions, and also not only not only for you, but the answer can be uh, received by anyone who is attending these live streams or who will attend them in the future as a recorded uh, because these will be recorded and you know left as usual. <coughs> so. We will dive into the questions straight away. Just give me a second. First question by Vishnu Teja. So this is the question, first question. <clears throat> question by Vishnu Teja. Hare Krishna Prabhu, Dandavad Pranam, All Glories to Prabhupada. Dandavad Pranam, All Glories to Prabhupada. Sorry Prabhu, I still don't understand how the Jiva becomes a Lord Brahma after falling from the spiritual world. 
CC Madhya 20.305 implies you need to become qualified to become Brahma but then the only way to become qualified is by following the Varnashram system perfectly for 100 lifetimes so then on what basis is the Jiva given the position of Lord Brahma in the first place? Based on Srimad Bhagavatam 2.9.2 is it possible to conclude that the Jiva being Satchidananda already has prior knowledge of the material world and chooses which mode of material nature to come in contact with and is thus awarded a particular body. Is it possible, Sri Prabhupada said, from Lord Brahma to the ant in the context of that? That's the range of bodies you can have in the material world. Sorry, I don't mean to question you. I'm just really confused. Okay, <clears throat> so regarding the attainment of the post of Lord Brahma, the actual method for any person in this material world is okay let's go to that quote this which you said um madhya 20.305 right madhya 20. Dot. So this says, if in a kalpa, a suitable living entity is not available to take charge of Brahma's post, the Supreme Personality of Godhead himself expands, personally expands and becomes Lord Brahma. <clears throat> Just a second. Um... Actually, here, there is this, where is that, um, anyway, <coughs> so, uh, actually there is a shloka in uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, let's see, you said also Srimad Bhagavatam 2.9.2, let's see that, which says that if a jiva, performs Varnashram system for 100 years without any mistake he can become Lord Brahma <clears throat> so a jiva who performs var, uh, who acts perfectly according to his Varna and Ashrama for 100 lifetimes can become Lord Brahma so that is there there is a there is a verse like that but now the thing is uh, the question is, when a soul falls down from the spiritual world, how is it that he can get the post of Brahma when these are the requirements for him to become Brahma? So the point is, these are the requirements for becoming Brahma when a person is on this level as a human, as a <coughs> that means we are already lower than Brahma, far lower. To climb to that stage of Brahma, we are we have to do all these things but from the spiritual world it's already a fall down it's already a fall down we have been doing not only varnashram system the entire devotional service perfectly and for some stupid reason we thought that 
um, why not I become Krishna? So that's when we became Brahma. So this is what Srila Prabhupada said. I don't know uh, any shloka which actually says that one first becomes Brahma. Maybe there is something, some reference. <coughs> but this is what um, I heard of what Prabhupada said. Where exactly he said that? Maybe, I don't know. You can start uh, searching, but not. I can't do it. If, if, if some of you can maybe find out, maybe put in the comments, that will be helpful. And the second part of the question is from Brahma down to the ant. Yes, that refers to the range of bodies one can get. As, um, one second. As a, as the different kinds of bodies, these are the range you can get. From Brahma down to the ant, not only the ant, even lower, even a virus, you know, you can, all these, all these are bodies. <coughs> so that is there, but uh, especially when one starts, because we wanted to become the overlord of the material world. So the biggest post of being an overlord is Brahma. And like that, it goes, okay, there is a reference here, 424.29. Let's just try this. Yes, very good. Swadharma nishtaha shatajanma bhi puman. Virinchatam etitata param himam avyakritam bhagavatotha vaishnavam padam yathaham vibudhaha kalatyaye. A person who executes his occupational duty. Oh. <coughs> this is um, 424.29. Sorry, I covered the screen there. <clears throat> a person who executes his occupational duty properly for 100 births becomes qualified to occupy the post of Brahma and if he becomes more qualified, he can approach Lord Shiva but he cannot become Lord Shiva. A person who is directly surrendered to Lord Krishna or Vishnu in unalloyed devotional service is immediately promoted to the spiritual planets. Lord Shiva and other demigods attain these planets after the destruction of this material world. <clears throat> so, that is how... Um, one becomes Brahma. So this is for a person who is on the lower stage. For one who is falling down from the spiritual world, it's already a fall down. Whereas for us, to attain the boast of Brahma is like a big promotion. Whereas for the eternal associate, to become Brahma is a demotion. And um, you can remember the Jaya and Vijay fall down. So they were actually gatekeepers of Vaikuntha, which, which means they, they were eternal associates of the Lord. But due to their Vaishnava offense, Vaishnava Prad, they fell down and they became demons and note their power. <clears throat> they were so powerful, Hiranyaksha and Hiranyakashipu, that just by their raising the eyebrow unfavorably, the demigods would just run. And whatever the demigods used to control, different, different demigods, they control different aspects of universal management. But Hiranyakashipu was controlling everything alone. So you see, he has a position which is like, not like Lord Brahma, not an, not to that level. But a pure devotee, he can actually do such things. Hmm. So when he falls down, so when he first falls down, he becomes very powerful. It is actually still less powerful than what he was when he was an eternal associate. 
Like for example, when Ajamil uh, was um, dying and he chanted Narayana, the Yamadutas came and the Vishnudutas came. Now the Vishnudutas, they are completely not from this material world. But then, uh, when the Yamadutas tried to take them away, take him away, they stopped. They can control, they can go against the order of, otherwise nobody can stop the Yamadutas. Yamaraj's auto carriers, nobody can stop. But they can. They are so powerful. So a pure devotee is very, very powerful. That's why it is said, Sarvadeva Mayoguru. A pure devotee. 11, 17, 27. <clears throat> Acharyam maam vijaniyan navaman yetakarhichit. Namartya buddhya suyeta sarvadeva mayoguru. One should know the Acharya as myself and never disrespect him in any way. One should not envy him, thinking him an ordinary man, for he is the representative of all the demigods. Representative of all the demigods. So of course, that is the Acharya who is a pure devotee. When one falls down, Brahma is already a fallen position. It's not a very exalted position compared to the eternal being an eternal associate of the Lord. And then the fall down, from there it goes on, goes on, goes on, all the way until he becomes a worm in the stool. I think, um, where exactly Sri Prabhupada mentions that? Let's see if we can do a quick search. There is a, I think, conversation like that, conversation or lecture. So, there is, ah, here. Yes, I found it. You see, this is uh, where, which conversation is this? This is a Bhagavad Gita lecture, 13.35, June 6, 1974, Geneva. So here, there is this. Um, let's see if we can make it bigger. Font size. Okay, I think that should be okay. You see here? So this is knowledge that I have got this body as field. As one gets the land for cultivating his food grains according to his labor, according to his choice, similarly we have got this field of activity. Now we can make our future good or bad according to our choice. Idam shariram kshetram miti abhidhiyate. This is called kshetra, working land, our body. Just like father gives some capital to the son, you do some business. Now you lose the money to or increase it hundred times, that depends on you. Similarly, Krishna has given us. We wanted to enjoy this material world and Krishna has given us. The first beginning body is Brahma, very exalted body. But on account of our abominable activities from Brahma, we come down to the worm of stool. This is our karma, kshetra. So this is, so there it is, the answer. <coughs> Alright, so next question. Uh, did we answer the entire question? Hmm... On what basis? So the basis is that it's already a fall down. It's not a big exalted thing to become Brahma. 
because a pure devotee he sees brahma's position also as very insignificant mukundamala stotra 14th क्षुद्र रुद्र पितामह प्रभृतय कीटा समस्ताट मीन्स ग्रेट लॉर्ड्स लाइक रुद्र एंड ग्रैंड फादर ब्रह्मा बिकम इनसिग्निफिकेंट एंड ऑल द डेमिगॉड्स बिकम लाइक स्मॉल इंसेक्ट्स सो डिवोटी ही फॉर हिम ब्रह्मा और और वम इज नॉट डिफरेंट फॉर हिम फॉर हिम एवरीथिंग इज सेम because everything is a fallen position anyway hmm. so next question by vishnu teja again wow what is this? such a long question <clears throat> okay basically vishnu teja is asking i try to let's see if i can accommodate so his question is let's um, how to respond to iskon guru vadis who bring up these quotes so let's see let me put it in the on the screen that's going to be very big Okay, I know that's small, but I'll just read it. This is one quote. There is another quote also, similar one. Maybe let me see if we can bring that one up as well. for now okay how to respond to iskon guruvadis who bring up these quotes prabhupada says so far designation is concerned the spiritual master authorizes every one of his disciple but it is up to the disciple to carry out the order able to carry or carry out or not it is not that spiritual master is partial he designates one and rejects other he may do that if the other is not qualified he can do that so that means he can also reject hmm <clears throat> so the spiritual master he wants everybody to become guru that is accepted now it is up to the disciple to carry out the order or able to carry out or not it is not the spiritual master is partial he designates one and rejects other he may do that if the other is not qualified he can do that but actually his intention is not like that now <laughs> let's take the same thing prabhupad said many times yes you know all of you should become gurus and all that but 1920 uh, sorry april 22 1977 tamal krishna said to prabhupada that among my god brothers and myself none of them none of us are nowhere near qualified prabhupada said yes the training must be complete i mean come on they were only 10 years into the movement huh? you think they become qualified so fast huh? yes prabhupada said one second but come on look at their standards they served prabhupada well but that was on the empowerment of prabhupada but is not that they become uttam adhikari straight away no hmm? so 
if that is the standard for becoming a guru everybody who is a 10 year you know devotee in the movement he can become guru no why yeah, this is not uh, not so cheap uh, why then prabhupad said that none of my god brothers are qualified you know his god brothers were far more qualified than all these kong gurus you know the kind of expertise they had in shastra none of these kong gurus can even match prabhupad's god brothers i'm talking about in gaudiyamat but prabhupad said none of them are qualified even shridhar swami who was considered the best scholar in the in the whole um, gaudiyamat shridhar swami and also another um, another acharya i mean so called bogus guru but uh, he was also he was first uh, nominated as the acharya after after the departure of bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur so two people were appointed one was a good manager and one was a good uh, like a pandit you know everything in fact even when bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur was preaching he would quote whatever the verse bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur would quote he would already tell it before bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur whenever <clears throat> in that much I mean, of course he would not interrupt bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur but he could tell and he was ready so he knew what verse what shloka bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur would quote and imagine bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur what kind of scholarship he had so even then prabhupada said none of them were qualified why because that is, you know the to carry out to become a pure devotee is something way beyond yeah. and that's why they fell down later on so anyway the intention of the spiritual master is always that his disciple should become great see let's read actually prabhupada explains everything it is not that the spiritual master is partial he designates one and rejects another he may do that so okay he does not want but he may do that and actually let's be honest shri prabhupada did that he did that he saw all were not qualified no one here qualified also he set up the ritvik system hmm <clears throat> but actually his intention is not like that he wants that each and every one of his disciple become as powerful as he is or more than that that is his desire just like father wants every son to be as qualified or more qualified than the father but it is up to the student or to the son to raise himself to that standard now this is this is another misconception that happened so he uh, shri prabhupada wrote like this exactly like this to kirtananda swami that a father always wants his son to become more than himself and kirtananda took it literally yes i am i want to become more than prabhupada you know he he wanted to actually become more than prabhupada see out of humility he says that but one should never consider did ever shri prabhupada say that i am more than bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur although he set up his reach the reach of iskon is far greater than the reach of gaudiyamat gaudiyamat was within india and little bit he sent some devotees overseas britain and he had some german disciples but uh, beyond that no but prabhupada took it to the entire planet the whole world seemingly he is he has achieved more than what uh, bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur achieved but that was only because of bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur's mercy hmm. you can never he never said prabhupada never said that i am more than bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur he would never say so this is rubbish but this kirtananda swami he wanted to become more than prabhupada oh see prabhupada said i should become more than prabhupada how can you say this is wrong prabhupada said it no 
that means it must be correct we should we should become more than prabhupa this is stupidity yeah. <clears throat> yes but one can become pure devotee by prabhupa's mercy it's not that nobody can become pure devotee he can but he can only become pure devotee if he really um executes the order of shila prabhupad shila prabhupad never said to become diksha guru so don't don't disobey the order the moment the person disobeys immediately is disqualified to become a pure pure devotee immediately atreya rishi yes i understand prabhupad if you are incapable of raising yourself to the standard of becoming spiritual master that is not your spiritual master's fault that is your fault uh, some, sometimes they claim this you know how can, how can you say that prabhupad could not even make one pure devotee it's not prabhupad's fault if anybody did not become pure devotee uh, it's their own fault prabhupad gave the system how to become pure devotee if we follow the instruction and system we will become pure devotees there's no doubt about that but if i don't follow it 100% how can i become that's the whole point the the onus is on us to carry out the instructions <clears throat> he wants just like chaitanya mahaprabhu said amara agnya guru haya by my order everyone of you become a guru now if you cannot carry out the order of chaitanya mahaprabhu then how he can become a guru <laughs> he is saying like this here in other places he said amara agnya guru haya tarahe desh so you know everybody can become guru in fact prabhupad said that all of you can become guru even you know he he pointed out to that one small girl called saraswati shamsundar's daughter and three year old girl and prabhupad said she she also whoever she meets she will say krishna is the supreme personality of godhead that is guru so does it mean that the small girl can sit on the vasasan and initiate people like anything no that is shiksha guru and the shiksha guru is yes and that's why in the this is madhya 7.128 but in 7.130 um it is clearly stated that it is best not to accept disciples so that means it is all shiksha guru <clears throat> the first qualification is that he must be able to carry out the order of chaitanya mahaprabhu then he becomes guru so that carry so that carrying out the order of chaitanya mahaprabhu depends on one's personal capacity amar agnya guru haya acceptance of chaitanya mahaprabhu as krishna that is there in the shastra in the upanishad in the mahabharata in the bhagavat this is 1972 29 june so again we have already covered this in the five um, that that ritvik webinar series the point is i may have said many things before but what i said now you do that you cannot argue oh, you said like this prabhupad you prabhupad said like this prabhupad said like that no now what i say do that Hmm? Yes, I wanted you all to become guru. All that, yes. But now, 1977. Okay, if this was already there, why did Satsurup ask on May 28, 1977, what to do about initiations, particularly at the time when you're no longer with us? Why did he ask? Okay, he may not may not know this happened. But Prabhupada would have said, right? The order is already there. Huh? You just wait for you know whoever is qualified. No, he never said that. He said Ritwik. immediately the answer answer was ritwik from prabhupad you see so uh, that is what is 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 um, that is what we need to understand uh, prabhupad's order is there and especially his final the last thing that he said about this issue 
Just like Krishna said so many things in Bhagavad Gita. He talked about Karma Yoga, he talked about Jnana Yoga, he talked about Buddhi Yoga, he talked about uh, Ashtanga Yoga. He talked about so many things. But, finally, Sarva Dharman Parityajya Mamekam Sharanam Vraja. Give up all kinds of religion and just surrender unto me. Now you may say, but Krishna said like this before, like that before, like this before, like that before. What about that? Huh? Then, is that how we understand? Prabhupada said, no, whatever he has said, there is no contradiction. Actually, there is not. But if I think there is a contradiction, that is my foolishness. But if, even if I understood it as a contradiction or not or whatever, now is the final instruction. Do like this. That's it. So, that's how we should understand. And the next quote is also quoted. These are all, you know, Hmm, this one. These are all just they're regurgitating the same arguments. Mohsin Hassan. You have ten swamis and outside of swamis, what's the lower? Prabhupada, now they are competent. They can, not only the swamis, even the grahasthas, they are called Dasa Dhikari, the brahmacharis, everyone can. Whoever is initiated, he is competent to make disciples, but as a matter of etiquette, they do not do so in the presence of their spiritual master. This is the etiquette, otherwise they are competent. They can make disciples and spread. So in that way you are also you are also competent, no? Hmm? Everybody is competent, we all are competent, right? Why don't we spread? Uh, why did Srila Prabhupada say this? Hmm? That Ritvik system. Hey, compete see, he is talking to a person, Mohsin Hassan, and you should see the whole conversation also, in context of the conversation. So <clears throat> Das Adhikari or Swami or Brahmacharis, competent to make disciple means what? Uttama Adhikari. He must see, he is encouraging, Prabhupada is encouraging all disciples and he is telling outside people also. But the thing is, are we on that platform? Then, okay, if everybody, whoever is initiated, he is competent to make disciples, right? Provided, as in the previous quote, Prabhupada said, you must come to the qualification of becoming Guru. It's not that today you are initiated, tomorrow you can become Guru. No, initiation does not mean you are qualified. You are Just like when you are admitted into the college, you are not a graduate of the college. No. <laughs> you have to go through the training period. Huh? If you are admitted, it is understood that you will eventually graduate and then become a professor or you know, like that. But it can also happen that you may drop out. And when one is a dropout, he doesn't become qualified to become Guru. Or when he is still studying, he cannot become a, a professor. No. So similarly, the training period should be there. So it is understood that eventually he will become Guru. If he becomes qualified and also if he becomes authorized. Amar Agnyaya. This is the etiquette. So, he said, oh, when his presence of spiritual master, he cannot become. So, because I, I don't know what kind of question this Mohsin Hassan was asking. We should see also the previous, the whole the whole conversation in the context. So, anyway, it's still, I mean, even taking just this without any um, context, even just on face value, still, then why did Prabhupada say the qualification? Okay, if whoever is initiated, he is competent to make disciples, then why did he say that his God brothers, none of them are qualified to make disciples? None of them are qualified to become Acharya. Why? They were also initiated by an authorized Acharya, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Why are they not authorized? 
so it is not just that i can become initiated and i just wait for the spiritual master to die if he doesn't die, i give him poison and put him to death and i will become guru is that the is that the way to uh, become guru huh just the 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 physical disappearance of the spiritual master is the qualification of the disciple so this is you know these have to be understood properly that's why many devotees i mean so called especially in the guru iskon vadis who, who put forward this kind of arguments and try to argue no brains absolutely i'm i'm honestly telling no brains that's why prabhupada said final whatever prabhupada said do that he said ritvik system and after that there was no no mention of anybody who is going to succeed no no mention and even now even in iskon to become a guru you have to first have 5 years of proper conduct without falling down 5 years uh, we have seen that uh, what is that constitution law book of iskon now where is this all coming from if he is initiated and he is competent already then why he should wait for 5 years again so initiation itself is not the qualification to become guru at all one must become qualified and authorized on the authority of his spiritual master many times prabhupada said that what about those quotes why don't they bring up those cc madhya 10th chapter 136 137 in the purports twice it is mentioned on the order on the authorization of his guru twice so so many things you know simply they will you know i wash let's see cc they will only choose these kind of quotes what about the other quotes i mean what about the, why don't they touch the julianand letter why why they are so afraid to touch that why don't they show that they have no guts because it will completely smash their nonsense hmm? you see the conclusion this is from the chaitanya charitamrita madhyalila chapter 10 text 136 purport you see this the conclusion is that an empowered spiritual master is authorized by krishna and his own guru and should therefore be considered as good as the supreme personality of god himself this that is the verdict of vishwanath chakravarti sakshat dharitvena an authorized spiritual master is as good as hari Uh, as hari is free to act as he likes the empowered spiritual master is also free as hari is not subject to mundane rules and regulations the spiritual master empowered by him is also not subject <clears throat> an authorized spiritual master empowered by krishna can spread the glories of the holy name of the lord for he has the power of attorney from the supreme lord supreme personality of godhead again here similarly a spiritual master empowered by krishna through his own bona fide spiritual master should be considered as good as the supreme personality of godhead himself that is the meaning of sakshat dharitvena he sakshat dharitvena is not something we are just imagining oh my guru maharaj is sakshat dharitvena but he should be on the platform of sakshat dharitvena he has to be on the platform of liberation liberated platform recently um late his holiness bhakti saru swami he said that nowadays the guru system is very simplified in iskon and therefore even matajis can become gurus 
anybody can become gurus where is this guy? where is he getting where is the shastra quote sir where is the quote that simplified guru where is this why are you getting why are you making up where is the shastra for that simplified guru he said this and actually i'm going to make a video i mean just don't get time to make these videos but we want to deconstruct every one of these nonsense claims hmm? that there is no such thing as a simplified guru guru means uttama adhikari that's it don't simplify it because for your convenience simplification simplification of guru means what third class also can become guru tomorrow he falls on then take him out recently april uh, 22nd one guru fell down there was a note by iskon actually i want to show that we need to make a video of that huh letter open letter to all you know this person has fallen down completely hopeless uh, all the disciples of this guru will be no longer considered his disciples he should be they should be transferred to other gurus what is this huh this is simplified guru system is it huh just to suit whatever whatever suits them to keep uh, doing nonsense and still be sitting on that post as guru they will do anything hmm. so we should we should not be like this, this is all cheating some complete cheating okay <clears throat> okay next i hope that answers the question next question by bhakta venkatesh vijaksa mahamulo business is all over prabhupad hari krishna so first question um okay let's put it on the screen why do vedas shruti not directly describe lord krishna's position and form and only gives hints indirectly why there is scope of interpretation of supreme absolute truth as impersonal ye yatha mam prapadyante tam sathaiv bhajami ham see firstly to understand the vedas we have to have the guidance of a pure devotee ಆಚಾರ್ಯವಾನ್ ಪುರುಷೋ ವೇದ ಸೊ ದೋಸ್ ಹೂ ಐ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಆಚಾರ್ಯ ದೇ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಅಂಡರ್ಸ್ಟ್ಯಾಂಡ್ ವೇದ ವಿದೌಟ್ ಆಚಾರ್ಯ ವಿದೌಟ್ ಗುರು ವಿ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ನಾಟ್ ಅಂಡರ್ಸ್ಟ್ಯಾಂಡ್ ವೇದ ಯಸ್ ದೇವೆ ಪರಾಭಕ್ತಿರ್ ಯಥಾ ದೇವೆ ತಥಾ ಗುರೌ ತಸ್ಸೈತೆ ಕಥಿತ ಹ್ಯರ್ಥ ಪ್ರಕಾಶಂತೆ ಮಹಾತ್ಮನ ದೋಸ್ ಹೂ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಇಂಪ್ಲಿಸಿಟ್ ಫೇತ್ ಸಿಂ ಯಸ್ ದೇವೆ ಸಿಂ ಯು ಸಿ ದಿಸ್ ಶ್ವೇತಾಶ್ವತರ ಉಪನಿಷತ್ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ ಡಾಟ್ ಟ್ವೆಂಟಿ ಥ್ರೀ ಯಸ ದೇವೆ ಪರಾಭಕ್ತಿರ್ ಯಥಾ ದೇವೆ ತಥಾ ಗುರೌ ತಸ್ಸೇತೆ ಕಥಿತಾರ್ಥಾ ಪ್ರಕಾಶಂತೆ ಮಹಾತ್ಮನ ಓನ್ಲಿ ಅನ್ ಟು ದೋಸ್ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ ಸೋಲ್ಸ್ ಹೂ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಇಂಪ್ಲಿಸಿಟ್ ಫೇತ್ ಇನ್ ಬೋತ್ ದ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದ ಸ್ಪಿರಿಚುವಲ್ ಮಾಸ್ಟರ್ are all the imports of vedic knowledge automatically revealed so acharyavan purusho veda also it is said in the vedas so just okay let's take um let's put the shruti aside upanishads and vedas let's take bhagavad gita this is part of the smriti although it is considered one of the upanishads gita upanishad part of the mahabharat which is considered the fifth veda but it is actually smriti literature right now bhagavad gita is smriti he is very clearly saying that you know 
वी हैव यू नो वट इज दट सर्वधर्मान परित्यज्य मामेकम शरणम व्रज और मनमना भवमद्भक्त अध्याजमा नमस्कुर वेरी क्लियर वी हैव टू बिकम हिज डिवोटी बट स्टिल देर आर सो मेनी पीपल हु आर कॉमेंटिंग ऑन द भगवदगीता एंड स्टिल कमिंग टू रॉन्ग कंक्लूशंस स्टिल देर इंटरप्रेटिंग एंड सम दे इंटरप्रेट ऑन द भागवतम ऑल्सो नवट इज ऑल दो शंकराचार्य डिड नॉट अटैम्प्ट टू डू दैट बिकॉज देर इज नो वे एक्चुअली ही कैन एंटर इन टू द भागवतम बट हिज फॉलोअर्स व टू अडेशियस दे वेंट एंड इवन ट्राई टू मेडल अराउंड विद भागवतम ऑल्सो वेर डू दे गेट द अथॉरिटी टू डू दैट दे डोंट हैव बट दे जस्ट डू इट सो एनी थिंग कैन बी इंटरप्रेटेड इफ आई इफ आई डू नॉट वॉन्ट टू एक्सेप्ट कृष्णाज वर्ड एज इट इज आई विल इंटरप्रेट दैट इज कॉल्ड लक्षणावृत्ति मुख्यवृत्ति मीन्स एक्जैक्टली टेक द मीनिंग दैट्स वाई आवर्स इज भगवदगीता एज इट इज मुख्यवृत्ति जस्ट टेक द डिक्शनरी मीनिंग ऑफ ईच एंड एवरी वर्ड एंड पुट इट टूगेदर एंड यू विल हैव द आंसर देर इट इज एज सिंपल बट we need a pure devotee to come and do that because otherwise people have their own perceptions hmm. so uh, vedas also ramanujacharya explained madhvacharya explained here they explain very nicely in vaishnava way hmm. but yes in the vedas he is mostly indirectly explained because um especially in the beginning if one one has to understand by negative this is for those who want to go into the gyana path if one goes from bhakti path he hears directly from krishna and he understands krishna as a supreme personality of godhead but if one does not want to go through that one has to go through the speculative process and for that also there is provision as we know vedas are scriptures wherein a person of any caliber or any orientation can take shelter of the vedas and slowly improve himself a person who is a meat eater is also accommodated in the vedas he can offer balidan to kali and eat it once a month on amavasya day so although there is not a very high grade religious principle but it is allowed so that at least once a month is better than every day so for a devotee from prasadam to going once a month meat eating that is a fall down but for a person who is eating meat every day to come to the point of once a month that is a rise up it's not a fall down it's a rise up so like that everybody is elevated at his own level so some people they want to do karmakanda activities they want to go to demigods so why is why are the vedas allowing that if that is not good for them ultimately because in the shape of fulfilling their desires they are actually made to worship vishnu because every yagna and the vishnu has to be worshiped so officially they have to acknowledge vishnu and that goes to their spiritual credit the benefit is actually there not in the result so called result of attaining the heavenly planets or other things although the foolish karmi he will think like that that this is the actual result to go to the heavens or to you know do all this charity and have a prestigious position in society to be known as a person who is very charitable or you know does a lot of religious sacrifices religious pujas uh, that is what they think is the result but actually the result is the real result the real benefit there in the whole performance is that uh, offering to vishnu uh, that is the real thing so similarly even one wants to speculate so that is karma kanda now gyana kanda gyana kanda they want to speculate some people they want to do this mental gymnastics 
with their mind they want to you know um, try to figure out hmm. but at the end they try to figure out but at the end they will come to the point of the absolute truth has no figure nirakar what did they figure out they threw the figure out <laughs> and came to the point of no figure no akar nothing so this is what happens for those who try to figure out hmm? so because they panthastu kote shatavatsara sampragamyo vayorathapi manasop munipungavanam sopyasti yat prapadasim navichinte tatve govindamadi purusham tamaham bhajame even for millions of years nachanye kopi chiran vichinman even for millions of years they may speculate they cannot get it but the vedas have some facility okay you speculate in this way speculate in this way uh, the spiritual um, like ishopanishad anejadekam manasojaviyo or tadejati tannaijati he walks and he does not walk now you go on speculating how he walks and does not walk at the same time huh so they will speculate and they will come to actually if you understand krishna as a supreme personality of godhead you will understand how he does this because first of all he is there already everywhere so he does not need to walk anywhere because he is already there everywhere but still he walks because that is his leela he wants to do it he will do who can stop him <laughs> so he can do both at the same time he is sitting in one place but is faster than anyone how room for speculation okay you speculate but a devotee will know the exact answer because first of all suppose start line and a finish line is there now you, you know the olympic runners uh, usain bolt fastest runner now they run so whoever reaches the end line first he is the winner now krishna for him he is at the start line he is also at the end line so he doesn't need to run now anybody who runs he may the the moment he started he is already at the finish line krishna right he is already at the finish line so he did not walk but he is faster than anyone so a person who understands krishna he can understand the lord he can understand the vedic statements conclusively that's why it is said in the brahma samhita 5 uh, 33 i think अद्वैतमच्युतमनादिमनंतरूपमाद्यम पुराणपुरुषम नवयौवनम च वेदेशु दुर्लभम अदुर्लभम आत्मभक्तो गोविंदमादिपुरुषम तमहं भजामि सी आई वर्शिप द आई वर्शिप गोविंद द प्राइमेवल लॉर्ड हु इज इनएक्सेसिबल टू द वेदास बट ऑब्टेनेबल बाय प्योर अनालॉयड डिवोशन ऑफ द सोल हु इज विदाउट अ सेकंड हु इज नॉट सब्जेक्ट टू डीके is without a beginning whose form is endless who is the beginning and the eternal purusha yet he is a person possessing the beauty of blooming youth navayovanam so he is inaccessible inaccessible to the vedas but obtainable by pure unalloyed devotion so the devotees have the secret rahasyam rahasyam hi etad uttamam bhakto sime sakhacheti so only the devotees have access it is not that there is something else described in the upanishads but a devotee will have access to the real understanding a non devotee even if it is directly told they will still not accept not just told even if krishna directly comes before them they will not accept like hiranyakashipu 
everywhere prahlad could see the lord he said he is everywhere where is he your your so called lord you know where is he why doesn't he come before me why is he such a coward you know he is everywhere huh is he there in this pillar yes he still could not see by the mercy of prahlad hiranyakashipu could see narasimhadev hmm. when did when did hiranyakashipu go into that pillar huh is there a is there an incident where actually when nobody was everybody was sleeping then hiranyakashipu i mean narasimhadev quietly went into the pillar no <laughs> he is already there he is already there so that is the thing he does not need to walk and you know tip to and then go inside the pillar no and how to go inside the pillar where there is door for the pillar huh is a full concrete now how did he go inside where where was he standing inside it was all concrete inside where was he standing the lord's existence does not need he doesn't depend on these immaterial situations at all so um yes there have been indirect mentions but finally therefore vyasadev was very depressed because although he wrote the whole vedic literature he was depressed then narad muni came and corrected him you have um, written garbage he said that you know let's see <laughs> he wrote the vedas and everything narad muni comes and says you written garbage you see this नयद्वचश्चिपद हरेशो जगत्पवितगृणीतकर्थम उशंति मानसा नयत्रहंसा निरमंजुशिक्षया दोज वर्ड्स दोज वर्ड्स विच डू नॉट डिस्क्राइब द ग्लोरियस ऑफ द लॉर्ड हू अलोन कैन सैंटिफाई दि एटमास्फियर ऑफ द होल यूनिवर्स आर कन्सिडर्ड बै सेंटली पर्सनस अन टू अ प्लेस ऑफ पिलग्रमेज फॉर क्रोज वट इज अ प्लेस ऑफ पिलग्रमेज फॉर क्रोज गार्बेज since the all perfect persons are inhabitants of the transcendental abode they do not derive any pleasure there hmm. and more he explains you see 1515 jugupsitam dharma krite nu shasatah swabhava raktasya mahan vyatikramah यद्वाक्यतो धर्म स्थितो नमन्यते तस्य निवारम निवारणम जनः द पीपल इन जनरल आर नेचुरली इंक्लाइन टू एंजॉय एंड यू हैव एंकरेज देम इन दैट वे इन द नेम ऑफ रिलीजन नारद मुनि इज चेस्टाइजिंग व्यासदेव दिस इज वेरीली कंडेम्ड एंड इज क्वाइट अनरीजनेबल बिकॉज दे आर गाइडेड अंडर योर इंस्ट्रक्शन दे विल एक्सेप्ट सच एक्टिविटीज इन द नेम ऑफ रिलीजन एंड विल हार्डली केयर फॉर प्रोहिबिशंस You see, in purport, Shri Vyasadev's compilation of different Vedic literatures on the basis of regulated performances of fruitive activities, as depicted in the Mahabharata and other literature, is condemned here with Vyasadev Narada. And um, let's see uh, another part of this purport. Under the circumstances, one should never be encouraged in making a plan for sense enjoyment in the name. of religious functions such diversion of the human energy results in a misguided civilization shri vyasadev is the authority in vedic explanations in the mahabharata etc and his encouragement in sense enjoyment in some form or other is a great barrier for spiritual advancement because the people in general will not agree to renounce material activities which held them in the material bondage 
at a certain stage of human civilization when such material activities in the name of religion as sacrificing animals in the name of yajna were too much rampant the lord incarnated himself as buddha and decried the authority of the vedas in order to stop animal sacrifice in the name of religion this was foreseen by narada and therefore he condemned such literatures you see in histories like the mahabharat of course there are topics on transcendental subjects along with material topics the bhagavad gita is there in the mahabharat the whole idea of the mahabharat culminates in the ultimate instructions of the bhagavad gita that one should relinquish <coughs> all other engagements and should engage oneself solely and fully in surrendering under the lotus feet of lord shri krishna but men with materialistic tendencies are more attached attracted to the politics economics and philanthropic activities mentioned in the mahabharat than to the principal topic namely the bhagavad gita this compromising spirit of vyasadev is directly condemned by narada who advises him to directly proclaim that the prime necessity of human life is to realize one's eternal relation with the lord and thus surrender unto him without delay see although bhagavad gita is there people are just like you see the mahabharat series the serial on tv it described everything except bhagavad gita bhagavad gita was the shortest part and you know, i quickly finish and then full of the own interpretations without any acharya's commentary and the more the, the rest of the story was the most highlight hmm. a patient suffering from a particular type of malady is almost always inclined to accept eatables which are forbidden for him the expert physician does not make any compromise with the patient by allowing him to take partially what he should not at all take in the bhagavad gita it is also said that a man attached to fruitive work should not be discouraged from his occupation for generally for gradually he may be elevated to the position of self realization this is sometimes applicable for those who are only dry empiric philosophers without spiritual realization but those who are in devotional line need not be always so advised so you see that compromising spirit um but it was also necessary because vedas um see narad muni is speaking from this high perspective of devotional service but then <clears throat> what to do about people who are meat eaters they immediately cannot uh, give up everything and become vaishnavas so some religious system has to be there for them to advance themselves so vyasadev out of compassion he wrote for everybody now narad muni is pointing out the faults of it of of these things so that the purest scripture purest scripture can be written and that is shrimad bhagavatam and therefore it's called amalam puranam vaishnavanam priyam purest scripture shrimad bhagavatam and after this chastisement only vyasadev wrote bhagavatam and shrimad bhagavatam does not encourage anything kaitava dharma projhita uh, completely rejecting all cheating religious processes so that is bhagavatam and therefore from the viewpoint of vaishnava um lifestyle everything else is actually condemned uh, is meat eating once a month all this is condemned so narad muni is in, uh, not indirectly directly asking vyasadev to write a pure vaishnava scripture now enough of your indirect preaching come to direct now uh, <clears throat> indirectly is actually is not preaching it's just trickery it's just tricking them tricking the karmis tricking the gyanis like that 
<clears throat> so, but the real preaching starts when one actually speaks the truth without compromise. That is real preaching. Until then, it's just cheating, some some tricking. That is for less intelligent people. What about the more intelligent? What about the, those who are actually wanting to solve the problems of human life? You have not written any scripture to satisfy them, to cater to them. Now write. And then he wrote the Bhagavatam. So they are there for the different classes of people. But we as uh, Vaishnavas, we should not follow our lower religious scripture. Hmm. Okay, next question by Bhakta Venkatesh again. What is this? So small, huh? I can't make it bigger, seems to be. Let's see. I don't know. Um, Uh, okay, never mind. You can actually read it. Na? Is Krishna consciousness of understanding about the self or practicing spirituality is selfish? Why do you say that? I don't understand. I don't understand. Is Krishna consciousness of understanding about the self? Or practicing spirituality is selfish? I don't understand. Maybe some clarification can, can be given. Next question. In TLC book, it is mentioned of on those planets, Vaikuntha's deliberated associates of Krishna live eternally and they are worshipped by worshipped both by the demigods and demons. Does this mean there are demons or Asura species who behave same like here in Vaikuntha's? Only there, only when... Okay, let me actually <coughs> put it on the screen. Alright. In the TLC book, this is actually Teachings of Lord Chaitanya book, it is mentioned on those planets, Vaikunthas, the liberated associates of Krishna live eternally and they worship both by the demigods and the demons. Does this mean there are demons, Asura species who behave same like here or in the Vaikunthas? Only when someone does not believe in Krishna is called a demon, right? Or if they go there, even they belong to a demon family like Prahlad, only devotees among them reach there. So yeah, of course there are no demons in the Vaikuntha planets. Yeah. There are no demons, but they are worshipable for all classes of people. That's the idea. Just like the six Goswamis, they were Dhira, Dhira, Janapriyo. They were dear to Dhira and Adhira also. The gentlemen and the ruffians. So, ruffians are basically usually demons, and even the gentlemen mostly are demons because they don't accept Krishna. But those who are actually uh, devotees or who accept the supremacy of Krishna. They are called devotees and those who actually follow. So anyway, dhira dhira janapriyao. So they are worshipable by all classes of people and they were friendly to everybody. And everybody else also considered them as friends. So they are worshipable by all classes. So to signify that, they are worshipped by, both by 
demigods and demons of course demons don't really worship pure devotees but they are worshipable like for example let's see i mean if the demigods okay let's see this um yeah bhagavad, bhagavad gita 10 vidur devanadanavah you see Oh Krishna, I totally accept as truth all that you have told me. Neither the demigods nor the demons, O oh Lord, can understand your personality. How can demons ever understand anyway? If the demigods themselves cannot understand, how can the demons understand? But it is said there. So, just to include everybody, demigods and demons, sura and asura, deva and dhanava. So these are the two classes of people, daiva and asura. So all kinds of people are included in daiva. When we say daiva and asura, demigods and demons, or devotees and demons. everybody is included that's it there are only two class of people dvaubhuta sarga lokesmin daiva asura evacha vishnu vishnu bhakta smrito daiva asurastha dviparyayah there are only two kinds of people in the world one is daiva who are they vishnu bhakta smrito daiva and asura who are tadviparyayah against krishna they are asura those who are devotees of krishna they are daiva So when we said devotees and demons, everybody is included there. So in other words, they are worshipable for everyone. Dhira dhira jana priya. And yes, even if from demon family they go there, they will be like Prahlad, who is a pure devotee. So that is the understanding. So okay, next. Um, I don't know if there was a clarification given in the end. No. Okay. Let's go to the next question. we have to cover a lot actually today okay next by bhaktin puja next so let's put the question on the screen bhaktin puja um question hari krishna prabhu ji i want to ask chastity is very important for women but if some one girl is a doctor and suddenly an emergency comes as some road accident occur and there is need to give cpr mouth to mouth breathing to the male individual in that condition that woman will lose her chastity in this condition what is more important stree dharma or doctor dharma kindly clarify i mean if you are in a position if you know how to do it of course he has to do the cpr no mouth to mouth resuscitation it's not about it's chastity is not you know of course ideally a chaste woman would not, would not be there but you know if that is the that thing has to be done i mean mouth to mouth resuscitation then that's not you're not lastly you know engaged with that man that's different from losing chastity just as um there are examples like bilumangal thakur you know he on his way to vrindavan he was um, attracted to this woman who was a wife of a brahmana and he asked the brahmana can i enjoy with your wife for one night shamelessly he asked and the brahmana said all right you know because he's a sadhu okay whatever sadhu says you know so he said all right and the chaste wife obliged okay just to be obedient to the husband she did that not that she was actually feeling lusty desires towards bilumangal thakur but to obey the husband so the intention is different see there's a thing 
course, to save the life is the most important thing. If the doctor has to do that, then he, she has to do that. No? How can we say no? Alright, so next question. Um, next question by Bhaktin Puja. Is the organ donation is good or is it it's a sin medically if someone near to death? So in that condition we can use his well-working organ few hours before his death with the consent of his family members to save other one life. Is it justified to that soul or is it a, or it's a sin? So in Vedic system, the body is buried. I mean there are different ways in different societies they use the body differently. Now, in Parsi society, they once the body dies, they cut open the body and all the even the brain also the skull also they break. That is their ritual of uh, final rites. So the skull also they break and then the brain they open up and then for all the birds and animals to eat. So in they are thinking that let this body be of use to others anyway. If it's of no use to the relatives or to the, the person who has actually departed. So let it be used, let it come of use. So it's like a charity, that's how they think it is. So some people may do that and this is also a way of a kind of a charity. It can come in use to, use to others, you know, this organ donation. But as Vaishnavas, we should not um, do exactly this way because Vedic way, our Vedic way is not like this. The body is usually burnt and the ashes are thrown in the Ganga. So that is the way in Vaishnava. So our idea of help, see the basically the idea is here that our organs are for helping others. That is the whole idea. Now a Vaishnava way of looking at it is totally different. His organs, he uses all his bodily organs to help others, not when he's dead, but when he's alive. So when he is alive, he is using all his organs, his entire life to preach Krishna consciousness to others and that is help. See, organ donation does not mean only that when you give the organ, that may be one kind of help. But if I can use those organs while I have it now and with those organs I conduct this body in such a way that I preach the message of Krishna consciousness. I spread the message of Krishna. That is the proper use of organs in for helping others. The whole point here is to help others. Whether the like the Parsi, they open up the body and then let the vultures eat it, or like organ donation to help others, or while living, use those organs to do work which will help. Not only at that time, like Prabhupada, you see, he wrote books with his organs. I mean, with his material body, whatever so-called, it's actually spiritualized, but with his body, he he wrote these books, and those books are still helping people and to, to up to 10,000 years from now they will still help people which organ donor can help his uh, recipient uh, for 10,000 years nobody but a devotee by his work during his life as a devotee by preaching <clears throat> he can 
save the people 10000 years later or millions of years later like prahlad maharaj he you know lived so far back millions of years back but now also we are reading his teachings and we are getting inspired spiritually so this is real help so a vaishnava performs organ donation like this he uses all his kayena vacha manasendriya irva buddhyatmana va anusrita swabhava karoti yad yad sakalam parasmai narayana yeti samarpayetat kayena vacha kaya kaya means the body and body means all the organs included in that body the brain is also an organ the heart is also an organ the liver is organ the kidneys organ everything is organs different different organs <coughs> even even genitals he uses for begetting krishna conscious children for begetting krishna conscious children and that is also a service so that they may become you know future devotees and even that is a, that is also organ donation right organ donation means not just giving the organ but the the function of the organ give the result to krishna in fact that is our entire program sacrifice whatever we do the result should be offered to krishna and when it is offered to krishna it will automatically benefit everyone you see kayena vacha 11236 of shrimad bhagavatam kayena vacha manasendriya irva buddhyatmana va anusrita svabhavat karoti yadyat sakalam parasmay narayanayati samarpayetat in accordance with the particular nature one has acquired in conditioned life whatever one does with body words mind senses intelligence or purified consciousness one should offer to the supreme thinking this is for the pleasure of narayan why only one organ all organs and mind intelligence because with intelligence we can do something right that result also is offered to krishna like for example prabhupad said um usually the system of vedas vedic teaching is that the guru will teach the disciple will hear and the the disciple will offer some dakshina now <clears throat> prabhupad said we have done that same thing in a modern way book distribution so the person buys a book so what is exactly happening here he is taking knowledge he is paying the dakshina same principle as what was what used to go on previously take knowledge and give dakshin so of course the dakshin is very small one book is like you know 3 dollars 4 dollars 5 dollars 10 dollars nothing compared to the knowledge that we are getting but actually one never can never repay the spiritual master anyway so but something has to be given according to one's capacity so prabhupa said this i have devised this transcendental scheme uh, so that the, the 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 principle remains the same but the application becomes different so this is prabhupada said transcendental genius hmm. so this is genius so that is intelligence right spiritual intelligence so the result of intelligence has to be applied to further the cause of krishna consciousness giving krishna consciousness is real help not to give some organ okay you give an organ this person he gives an organ to this person okay he died this this donor died now this organ has gone to this person now for some reason that person because of that organ okay he is able to live now while living he is committing more sinful activities maybe he is eating more meat or illicit sex or gambling or intoxication or whatever he is doing so this organ has helped him commit more sinful activities okay the other thing is no one is allowed to live more than what he is allowed by karma 
so if he has received an organ donation that means his karma is that he should not die now maybe he should live more whether that be by organ donation or any other process whatever it is that is the karma of that person so if he has to die now even if the organ is donated nothing can save him hmm. so ultimately the organ is not saving anything here the body will die whenever it has to die hmm? and the soul will go wherever he has to go nothing is the organ is not helping in any way the only help is krishna consciousness a devotee must be convinced of that and his organs he must use while living while living he must use his organs in spreading krishna consciousness that is the best donation of organ all right next question wow 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 so many questions by pooja mataji <laughs> Okay, we will go to three questions and then we will go to others. Okay, as we know, the rule, the unwritten rule here, is that we will answer the first three questions, and then after that we will give others chance because uh, uh, so many people are asking questions, so we should address their questions also. So I will go to their questions, and if we have time in the end of the class, then we will come back to more questions of the same person. So that has been the system, un unwritten rule. question by bhaktin puja as lord krishna says in the gita soul is perfect immortal water can't wet it air can't dry it and soul don't need for like us bodies but if soul don't need food then when we offer food to our forefathers during shraddha how they can eat those are souls na souls don't need food what is the concept behind it kindly tell me okay so souls don't need food our material food is nothing uh, the soul does not need it the body needs it so what is happening in shraddha when the soul has gone to another planet so shraddha means that the soul has gone to pitraloka planet and in that planet he has a body and shraddha means to offer vishnu prasad to that person so the vishnu prasad in its subtle form is taken by the ribhu devatas to that per particular person ribhu devatas are like courier agent postal agents they take the offering to that um, departed soul so departed soul means he is not like hanging in the air he is somewhere in the pitraloka so then it is sent to him the vishnu prasad so as long as he receives vishnu prasad he will not fall down into hell even though he has committed some sinful activities or whatever he will not fall down into hell as long as he keeps receiving the shraddha so every year here one year passes here but in the pitraloka one day only passes so the relativity of time so in other words when a person when the descendants of the family do it here once a year he is getting the vishnu prasad every day so every day he is eating vishnu prasadam and that keeps him in the pitraloka and does not fall down and if he is fortunate enough to associate with some devotees there he will climb higher and if it is not if he just is enjoying he will continue to enjoy as long as the pinda is going on shraddha is going on when that is stopped then he will fall down into hell so that is the whole point of this the soul does not need but vishnu prasad is actually food for the soul like in uh, krishna you know the krishna and the cowherd boys they all went to the forest and they were ha having this food together you have you know the painting now that <laughs> they are not hungry i mean in the spiritual world in the in the golok vrindavan there is no hunger in this vaikuntha there is no hunger why is it that they are eating now if in this world if you don't have a hunger you will not eat 
but there there is no hunger they will eat why they eat that is all chinmaya rasa there is no need here we are forced by need there there is no need it's all uh, what is this um, leela leela means pastime it's just for uh, increasing the uh, loving relationships re- loving relationships between krishna and his devotees every activity like here in this world we sweep when a place is dirty in the spiritual world they sweep but as we know chintamani prakarasad masukalpa vriksha so every single dust particle is actually chintamani there the soil is chintamani why are you sweeping over chintamani who will sweep over chintamani and mind you there is nothing material in the spiritual world everything is spiritual everything is living the stones are living the sand is living everything is living so what is the sweeping off for then if everything is sparkling clean in the spiritual world there's no dust there <laughs> dust appears here there the dust is actually spirit souls they are all devotees of krishna there they're not dust so to speak of course chaitanya mahaprabhu says dhuli sadrsham vichintaya you know make me a particle of dust at your lotus feet why is he asking that because there the dust is also a devotee so it is not unclean it is not dirty there but still they sweep so there is no need to do these things but they do for service in the spiritual world of course the atmosphere is always very pleasant why does somebody need to fan the lord with chamara there is no need again the lord does not need our chamara like daruka in the dwaraka he was always he was fanning why if krishna doesn't need that if he really wants some wind he will just order the wind god or with his just his thought he will create wind and he will have some nice you know cool air if he wants why does somebody need to fan him no need it is just out of service so just like the demigods krishna doesn't need anything krishna doesn't need the demigods to manage the universe he can manage it alone even hiranyakashipu was managing managing it alone <laughs> just a devotee just like one devotee one of the millions and trillions of devotees in the vaikuntha he fell down and he alone was managing the entire universe you think krishna can manage he can why doesn't why does he need the demigods he doesn't need but he's giving them a chance to serve we are having deity in the temple does he need us to dress him no he is giving the dress that we are also wearing he is he has given this this material all huh? if he doesn't give we cannot wear our dress huh? so why does he need dress and why do we need to dress him he can't dress himself no but he is allowing us to serve him so patram pushpam phalam toyam he is begging one leaf one fruit one water one uh, what is that uh, leaf flu- fruit flower water yeah he is he a beggar he is so desperate that he needs one leaf so little bit water he needs so desperate no again to save us if so because if we serve him we will be saved otherwise if we don't serve him it's not that he will be suffering we will be suffering so for our sake okay now um next go to another person's question subramanian if we have time we'll get back to bhaktan puja's questions um let's see put it on the screen all right here we go ks subramanian he's asking hari krishna prabhu dhanavad pranam dhanavad pranam all glorious shri prabhupad 
there were some personalities in many parts of india who seemingly described personalistic philosophy perfectly they worship krishna as a supreme personality of godhead but who are not known to belong to any of the four sam- sampradayas or paramparas is this actually possible prabhu if so how see how do you know that they are personalistic and they are describing it perfectly we are nobody to judge because actually we are incapable to judge we should take it from the acharya and the shastra sampradaya vihinaye mantraste nishphala mataha if we receive teachings from a person who is not from a sampradaya it is nishphala uh, that means it doesn't bear fruit now he may be speaking about there are many people who are who believe in krishna and like that now what is his sadhana now it is you can't judge a person unless you live with him like and what is his sadhana is he chanting the name of god what he does he have a routine sadhana and is that authorized by any guru and where is the guru so without guru human life doesn't even start hmm. therefore it is said in the chaitanya charitamrita here madhilila chapter 15 text 108 in the purport you see from the vishnu yamala it is stated in the quoted here in the hari bhakti vilas adikshitasya vamoru kritam sarvam nirarthakam पशु योनि वापनोति दीक्षा विरहितो जनः आई डिड नॉट मूव दिस ओके सॉरी अबाउट दैट विष्णु यामला अनलेस वन इज इनिशिएटेड बाय अ बोनाफाइड स्पिरिचुअल मास्टर ऑल हिज डिवोशनल एक्टिविटीज आर यूजलेस अ पर्सन हु इज नॉट प्रॉपर्ली इनिशिएटेड कैन डिसेंड अगेन इनटू द एनिमल स्पीशीज नो दे मे स्पीक अबाउट कृष्णा एंड समथिंग बट यू वोंट बी एबल टू नो वेदर ही इज रियली कंप्लीटली पर्सनलिस्टिक because we ourselves are not proper judges we don't know like tulsidas he wrote about ramcharitmanas he wrote about the hanuman chalisa and all that. but prabhupad said that yes he has some personalistic tendencies but also he has impersonalistic tendencies also therefore he is not a perfect authority on the on, on the supreme lord so we wouldn't know otherwise because he looks like a very accomplished poet and very accomplished devotee that's what people think but then he had this side of him which is which he had impersonalistic tendencies also because he was not properly guided by a spiritual master so like that um we should not immediately come to a conclusion they are over oh, bona fide from shastra we have to understand such sampradaya vihinaye mantraste nishphalamataha sampradaya vihinaye Seven, seven, seventeen. See, the, these four sampradayas or disciplic successions of knowledge and transcendence are called the Brahma sampraday, Rudra sampraday, Sri sampraday, and Kumar sampraday. Sampraday vihina ye mantraste nishphala mata. The knowledge of the supreme received from such a sampraday or disciplic succession can give one enlightenment. If one does not take to the path of disciplic succession, it is not possible for one to understand the supreme personality of Godhead. If one understands the supreme Lord through devotional service with faith. 
in the disciplic succession and then advances further. He awakens his natural love for God and then his success in life is assured. Accepting of Guru from a parampara is so important that Krishna, Rama and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also did it just to show as an example. Who are any other people to show something else? And uh, what is that I wanted to show? Acharyavan Purushoveda, Acharyopasanam, all these uh, things um, point to the same thing. Uh, what is that other one? Eva Bhigachet, Sagurum Eva Bhigachet, Tad Vigyanartham, Sagurum Eva Bhigachet, Samitpani Shrotriyam Brahmanishtam. So this is Eva Bhigachet means must accept, one must accept a Guru. This is from the Mundaka Upanishad. So uh, otherwise, it's not human life. It's not human life. <clears throat> That's why it is said, Avaishnava Mukhod Girnam, Bhutam Harikathamritam, Shravanam Naivakartavyam. You see? Srila Sanatan Goswami has forbidden us to hear the holy name of Krishna chanted by non-Vaishnavas such as professional actors and singers for it will have no effect. It is like milk touched by the lips of a serpent as stated in the Padma Puran. Not only that, the teachings also. Avaishnava Mukhodgiranam Putam Harikathamritam Shravanam Naivakartavyam Sharpochishtam Yathapaya We should not hear uh, these teachings even though they are talking about Krishna. They are talking about Krishna, yes. But they are Avaishnava. So, a Vaishnava is one who has first of all properly accepted a Guru. And therefore, Shruti Smriti Puranadi Pancharatriki Vidhim Vina Aikantiki Harer Bhaktir Utpata Yaiva Kalpate. So, Shruti Smriti Puranadi. Bhaktira Samrita Sandhu by Rupa Goswami. Devotional service of the Lord that ignores the authorized Vedic literatures like the Upanishads, Puranas and Narada Pancharatra is simply an unnecessary disturbance in society. So even though it may be known as devotional service, it is still considered as a disturbance of society if one does not proper, properly follow the rules and regulations of rigidly coming from the parampara and everything. All these are important things. As stated by the Lord Himself in the Vishnu Dharmottara Puran. Shruti Smriti Mam Aivagnya Yaste Ullangya Vartate Agnya Chedi Mam Advesi Madbhaktopina Vaishnava. The Shruti and Smriti literatures are to be understood as my injunctions. And one who violates such codes is to be understood as violating my will and thus opposing me. Any per, any, although such a person may claim to be my devotee, he is not actually a Vaishnava. Which person has gone to the Vaikuntha planets by ignoring to serve Vaishnava? So, that's not possible. Hmm. So, next question. Uh, wow. Can you explain this verse and purport? Srimad Bhagavatam 4.29.69 Wow, it's a... <laughs> Let's see. Whole verse and purport. 
सत्वैकनिष्ठे मनसी भगवत्पाशवर्तिनी तमश्चंद्रमसी वेदम उपरज्यावभासते कृष्ण कॉन्शियसनेस मीन्स कॉन्स्टेंटली एसोसिएटिंग विद द सुप्रीम पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड इन सच अ मेंटल स्टेट दैट द डिवोटी कैन ऑब्जर्व द कॉस्मिक मैनिफेस्टेशन एग्जैक्टली एज द सुप्रीम पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड डज सच ऑब्जर्वेशन इज नॉट ऑलवेज पॉसिबल बट इट बिकम्स मैनिफेस्ट exactly like the dark planet known as rahu which is observed in the presence of the full moon now these are very complicated subject matters you know anyway let's try and also the purport is so long it's like a practically a class on this verse i will refrain from a very elaborate explanation i'll try my best to cut it short Okay, purport. It has been explained in the previous verse that all desires on on the mental platform become visible one after another. Sometimes, however, by the supreme will of the supreme personality of Godhead, the whole stockpile can become visible all at one time. In Brahma Samhita five dot fifty four, it is said, "Karma ne nirdhati kintu chabhakti bhajam." When a person is fully absorbed in Krishna consciousness, his stockpile of material desires is minimized. Indeed. the desires no longer fructify in the form of gross bodies instead the stockpile of desires becomes visible on a mental platform by the grace of the supreme personality of godhead what is means is that suppose we are suppose we are uh, meant to be taking many many bodies in the future because of our karma but because of devotional service instead of taking different bodies to endure all that karmic reaction He says, "Sarvadharman paritijya maamikam sharanam raja aham tvam sarvapape bhio mokshesham." I will rid you of all sinful reactions. So, for a devotee, sometimes this happens um, that instead of taking another body to, you know, actually go and um, experience the fruits of karma, he in the dream it's he he gets it as a dream, and in the dream whatever suffering he has to suppose to go through in the next body or something like that, he just undergoes it in the dream, and finish. so there is a kind of fear and everything involved in the the kind of dreams but then uh, with the dream only krishna just finishes all that karma instead of his his having go through having to go through uh, uh, another body a physical gross body so that is the meaning of this so instead the stockpile of desires become visible on the mental platform by the grace of the supreme personality of godhead in this connection the darkness occurring before the full moon the lunar eclipse can be explained as another as being another planet known as rahu according to vedic astronomy the rahu planet which is not visible is accepted so rahu planet is uh, invisible is an invisible planet but it becomes visible during the eclipse so the planet which covers is actually the rahu of course the scientists have different explanations we follow our vedic explanation the rahu is the planet which comes and and is actually a dark planet and it comes Uh, between the earth and the moon or earth and the sun like that and the rahu is the one which covers so at that time we can see the rahu because it's black and in front of light you can see it but otherwise when it passes out then you cannot see it so it's like that sometimes the rahu planet is visible in the presence of full moon light it then appears that this rahu planet exists somewhere near the orbit of the moon the failure of modern moon ex- excursionists may be due to the rahu planet 
in other words those who are supposed to be going to the moon may actually be going to this invisible planet rahu actually they are not going to the moon but to the planet rahu and after reaching this planet they come back apart from this discussion the point is that a living entity has immense and unlimited desires for material enjoyment and he has to transmigrate from one gross body to another until these desires are exhausted huh? has immense and unlimited desires for material enjoyment and he has to transmigrate from one body to another until these desires are exhausted so that is the actual process but no living entity is free from the cycle of birth and death unless he takes to krishna consciousness therefore in this verse it is clearly stated satvaikanishthe that when one is fully absorbed in krishna consciousness in one stroke he is freed of past and future mental desires then by the grace of the supreme lord everything becomes simultaneously manifest within the mind in this regard vishwanath chakravarti thakur cites the example of mother yashoda seeing the whole cosmic manifestation within the mouth of lord krishna by the grace of lord krishna mother yashoda saw all the universes and planets within the mouth of krishna similarly by the grace of the supreme personality of godhead krishna a krishna conscious person can see all his dormant desires at one time and finish all his future transmigrations this facility is especially given to the devotee to make his path clear for returning home back to godhead huh? why we see things not experienced in this life is explained here in that which we see is the future expression of a gross body or is already stocked in our mental stockpile because a krishna conscious person does not have to accept a future gross body his recorded desires are fulfilled in a dream we therefore sometimes find things in a dream never experienced in our present life so these things are there so that is i think that is quite self explanatory um and in in regards to the rahu planet and the moon excursionists prabhu was suggesting but also he said in another place that they actually did it in uh, nevada desert in america and actually that's the real truth um <clears throat> they never went anywhere to the moon so that's another thing um but definitely they did not go to the moon but this is another thing that we will finish all the so called future bodies that we are supposed to take otherwise if we did not come to krishna consciousness we will experience all that future stockpile as dreams and krishna just finishes it off like that you know instead of we having to go through all the punishment he reduces the punishment to just a dream a nightmare <laughs> so that's that's that sometimes it may be not just nightmare it may be going to the heavens and enjoying there that is also a dream so maybe one has supposed to go to heaven and that is also bad enough to be in the material world is bad whether heaven or hell so everything will become finished for a devotee and he will be transported back to krishna next question from bhagavatam 10th canto 81 chapter one second i'll just put it up on the screen the question is shrila jeeva goswami mentions that sudama's last race of illusion lay in the subtle pride of being renounced brahmana this race was also destroyed by his contemplating the supreme lord submission to his devotees could you explain further i think i already explained this in that class 422 class then when we read this whole 
two chapters of Krishna and Sudama. I already explained this. That Sudama always wanted to be a renunciant. So of course he did not have any pride. But if there was any, like Jiva Goswami says, there was the last trace of illusion that he did not want to have anything. So that is also kind of a pride. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm without any material possessions. And a person who is actually a very austere person takes pride in that. You see? So even that is um, nullified by Krishna because the real glory of a devotee is not to be rigid in poverty or to be, um, what is that, renounced. The real glory of a devotee is that whether he is given opulence or whether he is not, he is the same. That is the real glory. To be always renounced is again one-sided. See, Sudama, he always did not want to ask anything. That is good. That is actually pure devotion. Um, but he also... That's why Jiva Goswami said, last trace of illusion. It's a subtle pride. It's not like he was very proud of it. But it's like, just like Yudhishthir Maharaj had a subtle pride of being an honest person. And Krishna had to crush that by deliberately asking him to lie. <laughs> so, it's a subtle pride there was that, you know, I am a, uh, you know, he renounced. But then Krishna showed his renunci- renunciation hmm, by when Krishna actually, you know, got... Um, Sudama on his bed and served him. So, Krishna so Krishna just showed Sudama what is his renunciation. Even though he is the master of the entire universe and millions of universes and the spiritual material, everywhere, everything, he is the master. He has renounced his position as a big master and served the pure devotees. So, that is his renunciation. And he has given and he is for a little bit of uh, chipped rice, he gave him opulence of Indra. So, how much he is uh, renounced? And renunciation means the tendency to enjoy himself, but in, to serve others. That is real renunciation. So, Krishna renounced his position as the you know, master and he put Sudama on his bed and served him. Rukmini, who is Lakshmi herself, was fanning him. In this way, in fact, <laughs> Krishna was going to renounce Lakshmi. He was going to renounce Rukmini. He was eating, he ate one palmful of that um, flat rice. And when he was eating second one, Rukmini stopped him. No, I will have to go to his house now and become his maid servant. Why? I want to stay with you. I don't want to leave you. So, he was ready to renounce even Rukmini for his friend. Lakshmi, who is a goddess of wealth. Um, <clears throat> actually, there is a, there's a nice verse, 11.5.34. Tyatva sudustya jasurep sitarajya lakshmi dharmishtha aryavachasa yadagadaranyam maya mrigam daitayep sitaman vadhavad Vande Mahapurushate Charanaravindam. This one. 
त्यक्त्वा सुदुस्त्यज सुरेप्सित राज्य लक्ष्मीम I worship, O oh Mahapurusha, I worship your lotus feet. You gave up the association of the goddess of fortune and all her opulence, which is most difficult to renounce and is hankered after even by even the great demigods. Tyaktva sudustya jasurep sita rajya lakshmi. Just because his friend came, immediately he gave up Lakshmi. Rukmini for him. Almost. Rukmini did not allow it to happen. You see? So, he is ready to give up everything for his devotee. So, to be renounced when one does not have wealth is easier than to be renounced when one has complete wealth at his disposal but is still not attached to it. Another example is Bhishmadev. Bhishmadev um, was hailed as the greatest personality in the Rajasuya sacrifice of Maharaj Yudhishthir. And the reason being, firstly, he is the eldermost, elder like he is the eldest in the whole assembly. Furthermore, he was a great, the greatest warrior that existed at that time. Of course, nobody can defeat Krishna. Um, and he was, despite being a Kshatriya, who, who are known to be in mode of passion, goodness and passion combined. So they supposed to have like, they do have many wives and like that. But Bhishmadev was a Brahmachari. And he was glorified for all these qualities. And Bhishmadev said, what kind of Brahmachari I am? Krishna is a greater Brahmachari than me. I was a brahmachari in such a way that I did not associate with women, beautiful women. I stayed far away from them. Because if I really go near them, I will not be able to control myself. So therefore, I stayed myself far away. But Krishna, although dancing with them and intimately dealing with them, he is still unaffected by their beauty, by their uh, feminine um, caricatures and all these things. He was not, he was not moved by the feminine uh, attraction of the gopis. He was dancing with and he has 16,108 wives. Still, he is unattached to any one of them. So that is a greater brahmachari. In the presence of opulence, he is still not inclined to enjoy such opulence. And that is, renunciation is far greater than the renunciation when one does not have anything. It's easier to, to detach oneself when one does not have anything. That's why when a devotee actually wants some material benefit, um, Krishna does not give him usually because oh this person will get distracted if I give him this so I will not give him so but for some devotees he actually gives why because he knows they can handle because he knows they are unflinchingly attracted towards him and they will not be wavering even if they are given the entire opulence like Dhruv Maharaj Prahlad Maharaj Yudhishthir Maharaj Parikshit Maharaj all of them are pure devotees but they were given such opulence and Bali Maharaj even, from the demon family, uh, they were all given opulence. But he knows that they will never uh, never deviate, from the, even Sudama for that matter. So he gave them. Hmm. But because they will never misuse. They will never forget him. So that is real renunciation. Even in the presence of... Um, enough distraction he will not get distracted so krishna is like that and that's how he removed the last traces of subtle pride that sudama had in being a renounced brahmana uh, by his contemplating the supreme lord's submission to his devotees so that's that mm, oh krishna what did i do 
One second, just give me. Okay, next question. By Prithviraj Mishra Prabhu. Let's put it on the screen. I'm sorry, I'm taking so much time to answer all these questions. Actually, he asked me this question on chat and I answered him and I said, please put it in the AMA because it's a good question. Everybody should know the answer to this. So, as per Bhagavad Gita 3.27, modes of material nature is the actual doer. Gunai karmani sarvashaha. Does it mean the desires are seeded according to the modes, modes the person is in and thus the action follow to pursue the corresponding desires? Okay, let's look at the 3.27. Because this question is based on that. Prakritehe kriya manani, gunaihi karmani, sarvashaha, ahankara vimodhatma, kartaham mitimanyate. The spirit soul, bewildered by the influence of false ego, thinks himself the doer of activities that are in actuality carried out by the three modes of material nature. So now, who is the doer? The three modes. But then who suffers? The person suffers. The three modes don't suffer anything. Huh? The karma, the person suffers. But the three modes are doing everything. How? Why? Why is he held responsible then? And <clears throat> does it mean that desires are seeded according to the modes the person is in? So how is he having, he having desires? So are they seeded? Or that means, does he get those desires because of the modes that he's in? And does the action follow to pursue the corresponding desires? That was the question. So, yes, that is true. So, one gets different desires because of his particular involvement with the modes. Sometimes, it's not just everybody is in exactly the mode of ignorance or purely in the mode of passion, purely in the mode of goodness. No, it's a mixture, you know, mixture of all these different permutations and combinations or percentages of all these um, modes that one is in. Now, accordingly, he um, has desires and accordingly he acts. Now, how then he is respond? How why how come he is suffering? Then I, I, he did not really ask that question, but I was just answering to that. Um, so the thing is like this: when a person is haunted by a ghost, when he associates with the first of all, why we are in different modes? Because we associate with those modes. Karanam Gunasangosya Sadasa Dhyoni Janmasu. In the 13th chapter, 22nd verse, it is explained here. Karanam Gunasangosya Sadasa Dhyoni Janmasu. The living entity in the material nature thus follows the way of life, enjoying the three modes of nature. This is due to his association with that material nature. Thus, he meets with good and evil among various species. So, according to his association with different modes, he will develop those qualities. And according to his qualities developed out of the three modes, he will behave accordingly. Now, this is just like a ghost, for example. If we associate with a ghost, 
doing these black arts and all this is very dangerous because once we associate with ghosts they will take control of our lives mm. then one becomes ghostly haunted and when one is ghostly haunted he behaves in a way that is not natural for him he will talk nonsense he will do nonsense but that's not his usual self because he's haunted by a ghost why because he went and associated with a ghost for some reason um so um when that happens who suffers now he does so many stupid things and dangerous things in fact and who suffers the ghost doesn't suffer from that the person suffers although the ghost is doing the entire thing you know he suffers so there is this um jagadananda pandit he has written this book called prema vivarta and in that he explains um maya grasta hmm you see 7.2.23 purport here it is said as the great bengali vaishnava poet jagadananda pandit has said pishachi paile jena mati channa hoy mayagrast jiver hoy shei bhava udoy according to the statement from the prema vivarta when a living entity is conditioned by material nature he is exactly like a person haunted by a ghost pishachi paile jena mati channa hoy mayagrast jiver hoy shei bhava udoy he is exactly like a person haunted by a ghost one should therefore understand the fixed position of the spirit soul and how he is carried away by the waves of material nature to different bodies and different situations under lamentation and hankering carried away just like the haunted person he is carried away by the influence of the ghost and he acts in delirious ways but that's not his true self his true self is actually to be a very sane person if that ghostly influence is somehow or other removed the person will be saved and coming to the point of removing the ghost so if you see a exorcist and the exorcist will sometimes shout at the looking at the person who's haunted by the ghost he shouted the person you know but actually what is he shouting at he shouting at the ghost but it looks like he shouting at the person who's haunted by the ghost so in this way it is explained that a sadhu he sometimes uses sharp words to awaken the person and to rid the person of the ghostly influence but if the person haunted by the ghost thinks that this person is shouting at me or in other words if the if the non devotee or or if the person understand thinks that the sadhu is shouting at me he is angry with me he hates me then he has understood it wrongly see so this is to be properly understood so we should take the we should take the so called harsh language of the sadhu as blessings because he is driving away the witch of maya that is holding us he is not driving away us he is not driving us away he is driving the witch of maya away from us but if we misunderstand that he is driving us away that's our misfortune all right so next question sheetal shah okay she is known to ask multiple questions in one <laughs> i think she did that last time um let's see what is the question okay question by sheetal shah hari krishna prabhu ji please please accept my humble obeisances my obeisances to 
जय शिल प्रभुपाद बींग कंडीशन बाई मैनी डिफरेंट फिलोसफीज मोस्टली ईस्टर्न एंड वॉट नॉट ओवर द ईयर्स इट इज हार्ड टू कॉगनाइज इज दैट वर्ड और नो और अंडरस्टैंड एट टाइम्स द एग्जिस्टेंस ऑफ द स्पिरिचुअल वर्ल्ड अब मुझे कैन यू कैन यू लिस्ट सम वर्सेस एंड और रेफरेंसेस दैट वन कैन ऑलवेज गो बैक एंड रीड टू स्टे फिक्सड इन दिस अंडरस्टैंडिंग ऑफ स्पिरिचुअल वर्ल्ड it's fine you don't read them all maybe you can just list so we can go so we can read on our own thank you okay probably you have been used to the buddhist ways or the you know taoist ways or you know eastern means usually them so anyway so any verses concerning the spiritual world the thing is once we read shri prabhupada's books we will be convinced we don't have to actually it's there in every single page of prabhupada's books the spiritual world how many times he said back to god head back to god head back to god so anyway since you asked some references let's go to some whatever we know there are many more i mean i am not pandit actually i don't know many references but whatever i know i'll just show maybe if you if some of you know more references you can also share in the comments we can also go through them 820 ऑफ भगवदगीतावोन्यो व्यक्त व्यक्ता सनातन यु भूतेषु नश्यत्सु न विनश्यति यट देर इज अनदर अनमेनिफेस्ट नेचर विच इज इटर्नल एंड इज ट्रांसेंडेंटल टू दिस मैनिफेस्टेड एंड अनमेनिफेस्टेड मैटर इट इज सुप्रीम एंड इज नेवर एनाइलेटेड वेन ऑल इन दिस वर्ल्ड इज एनाइलेटेड दैट पार्ट रिमेन्स एज इट इज सो दिस इज अ डिस्क्रिप्शन ऑफ द स्पिरिचुअल वर्ल्ड and another description of the spiritual world is 156 natad bhasayate suryo nashashanko napavakah yadgatva na nivartante taddhama paramam mama that supreme abode of mine is not illumined by the sun or moon nor by fire or electricity those who reach it never return to this material world that's another description of the spiritual world and in fact <laughs> there are elaborate descriptions in fact i will show you one chapter you can read it on your own probably um shrimad bhagavatam canto 3 okay let's look at the index of canto 3 you see here Hmm. Or was it fourth canto? Um. Well, how come? I think it should be the third. Third canto only. There is one chapter called the description of the kingdom of God. I'm looking for that chapter. Oh yeah. Yeah, here it is. Oh, I'm so blind. <laughs> here it is. You go and read this chapter. Shrimad Bhagavatam canto 3 chapter 15 description of the kingdom of god. And actually I like this two verses so just just read it. 
in fact beautiful description uh, the, so magnificent the vaikuntha planets anyway you see this one 18 and 19 i really like this you see the inhabitants of vaikuntha travel in their airplanes made of lapis lazuli emerald and gold although crowded by the con- consorts who have large hips and beautiful smiling faces they cannot be stimulated to passion by their mirth and beautiful charms you see you see the ladies in the vaikuntha planets are as beautiful as the goddess of fortune herself such transcendently beautiful ladies their hands playing with lotuses and their legs bang- leg bangles tinkling are sometimes seen sweeping the marble walls as i said sweeping the marble walls in the spiritual world vaikuntha why they are to sweep just for service which are bedecked at intervals with golden borders in order to receive the grace of the supreme personality of godhead i mean this whole i mean magnificent description of the kingdom of god um, you see <clears throat> similarly in the brahma samhita it is stated that the ground on the vaikuntha planet is made of touchstone chintamani prakrasadma sukalpavriksha thus there is no need to sweep the stone in vaikuntha for there is hardly any dust on it but still in order to satisfy the lord the ladies there are always engaged in always engaged in dusting the marble walls why the reason is that they are eager to achieve the grace of the lord by doing so so it is all based out of it's all chinmayaras there is no need for it but it is a pastime it is just a mood of service and um, the the favorite verses are actually this one um, sorry i think quoted this many times पारावतान्यभृतसारसचक्रवाक दात्यूहंसशुकतिरिवर्हिणाम योलाहलो विरमिते चिमात्रुच्छ्रृंगाधिपे हरिकथाव गायमाने वन द किंग ऑफ बीज हम्स इन अ हाई पिच सिंगिंग द ग्लोरियस ऑफ द लॉर्ड देर इज अ टेम्पररी लल इन द नॉइज ऑफ द पिजन द कुकू द क्रेन द चक्रवाक द स्वान द पैरट द पैट्रिट द पाट्रिज एंड द पीकॉक सच ट्रांसनल बर्ड स्टॉप देर ओन सिंगिंग सिंपली टू हियर द ग्लोरीज ऑफ द लॉर्ड सो द बर्ड्स ऑफ वाइकुंट आर सो नॉन एनवियस दैट वैन अ बी कम्स दे आर ईगर टू हियर वॉट द बी हैज टू से दे रोन थिंक दैट ओ वी आर बेटर सिंगर्स दैन यू वॉट इज योर नॉन सेंस साउंड नो नो यू आर गोइंग क्लोजर टू द लॉर्ड यू आर एक्चुअली the lotus i mean the lotus feet of the lord and the garland that he is wearing you are closer to those flowers than we are so you have more information about the lord some intimate information some close information you know secret information about the lord please please tell us uh, we want to stop our um, our singing and we want to hear you who are glorifying the lord there the bees don't just make a humming sound which is uh, without meaning even the humming of the bees has meaning there not like they hear the bees hum and they just make a noise like that no it is not like that there the, whatever there are mosquitoes or bees or whatever there are everybody is glorifying the lord hmm? even the birds are glorifying the lord like parrot you see shukadev goswami is actually parrot in the spiritual world when he came on, came down here he spoke the bhagavatam hmm. he is glorifying the lord not just making sound of a parrot only <clears throat> next मंदारकुंदकुरबोत्पलचंपकर्ण पुन्नागनागबकुलांबुज पारिजाता 
गंधेर्चिते लसिकाभरण तस्मस्तपुमनसो बहुमानयरिंग प्लांट्स लाइक द मंदार कुंद कुरबक उत्पल चंपक अर्ण पुन्नाग नागकेशर बकुल लिलियन पारिजात फुल ऑफ ट्रांसनेटल फ्रेग्रेंस दे आर स्टिल कॉन्शियस ऑफ द ऑस्टरिटीज परफॉर्म बाय तुलसी फॉर तुलसी इज गिवन स्पेशल प्रेफरेंस बाय द लॉर्ड हु गार्लेंस हिमसेल्फ विथ तुलसी लीव्स अगेन these flowers are also not envious of tulsi they they re- realize that tulsi is actually although we are so fragrant and everything tulsi is for far more dear to the lord so they always respect tulsi so in this way there nobody is envious of each other there the point and many many other descriptions are there this whole chapter you can go and read and actually the existence of the pure devotee itself is a proof that there is spiritual world by his behavior like from prabhupada's behavior you can see that he is a completely truthful person and and by his behavior you can see that he is, doesn't have any vices and from that itself you can get faith that okay whatever he is speaking is actually correct so when he says back to godhead there is godhead there is the kingdom of god so yeah you can read all these things and you know the more we read prabhupada's books it's not that you have to only read this chapter to get convinced about the kingdom of god no you just read anything prabhupada's books you will be convinced just regularly keep that habit of reading you will always stay convinced and all, all this influence of other inferior philosophy will uh, inferior philosophies will be gone in due course and it will be i was also i was also reading buddhist philosophy before this krishna consciousness because i was into kung fu and all that i was attracted naturally to buddhist way of life and their monastery and their monkhood and all that so but after coming to krishna consciousness now we know you know completely what is the uh, truth so now we are not attracted to that so like that